Welcome to the Kill Your Internet Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode number 70 of the Kill Your Internet Podcast presented by High Brew Coffee. With you, as always, is your boy Colin. With us today, to my right, the Lord, Mr. Rose Malone, Eric Burke. Eric, how are we doing today, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm fantastic, man. How are you? You just asked me. That. I know that. Ken, how are you, buddy? I'm also doing fantastic. I didn't even introduce him. To my left, Mr. Ken Bianco. Like I said, we are back. Ken, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm Ken, how are you, buddy? How are you guys doing? Good. Oh, man. How fucking, are you doing? I'm great, man. I'm fucking outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> Eric is uh, alluding, Eric's alluding to the fact that we just recorded episode 70, and for some reason, it did not record. So we're going for our second run here. So nice how to do it twice. Oh, so nice we had to do it twice. Guys, welcome back. Uh, how was Christmas for you? It was great. Yeah, I feel like I already asked you this question. You did, and you know, <laughs> I, I got, um, if you didn't know, I got moccasins and I got your <laughs> sauce. What did you get, Eric? I got this Nito game that's like, it's like this one by two, like, wooden top, like, with uh, rubber bands on either side so you can shoot pucks. The hockey game. The hockey game to the other person's side. It's almost like I heard this before. Yeah, I was like <laughs> nine to one against my mom. <laughs> Dunking on mom dudes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as I said before, I'm wearing my Hypebeast Sixers hoodie that I got from my mother-in-law. Uh, I got new running shoes, which by the way, I didn't mention this. Dude, running shoes, life changer. These things are fucking outstanding. What, what um, They're brand? Brooks. Oh, nice. I've never had nice running shoes before. I usually run in like fucking fake easies in a certain perspective like i've run in i always knew that he would get into the running shoes game garth brooks oh i thought you meant me i'm like yeah i mean that makes sense Did you, have you seen his mile time it's great yeah, garth brooks out of here just burning up the miles man <laughs> he drives about a 30 second mile <laughs> so uh all merry christmas ATV. <laughs> merry christmas to all the listeners out there hope you had a good holiday uh, happy hanukkah to those who celebrated to everybody, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. Uh, let's go into our situation for today. If you are listening, you're a musician, and you're wondering whether or not you're listening to the correct podcast, this is your way to know whether you are or not. If you have ever gotten way too drunk for a very important show, you are in the right place, because I know we've been there. E, let's go to you first. You got any good stories about being drunk on stage when you knew you shouldn't have been? Uh, other than being an alcoholic. <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> I can't remember specific ones, but I'm not gonna lie. I do remember being what? Um, you're this usually a yeah. This is a comment. You're yeah. usually, usually I'm high. Yeah, usually high. Now, uh, have you ever been way too high on stage? Uh, <laughs> has there ever been a time? Probably you, not. Has there been a time man. you walked on stage and you were like, whoa? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there have been those times. Um, I can't really do... The funny thing is I can't remember specifically. You get too high before the podcast sometimes. <laughs> I guess I get too high during the podcast sometimes. That Ken, give him your story about you getting too drunk on stage. So it wasn't really on stage, but at the 104.5 block party Ooh. when we drank all that. I know. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Waymo here. Oh, I know. Yeah. The 104.5... Block party with the moonshine. Where we that was our biggest show to date yet. Yeah. So that was well, you know what? Too, I remember also um, before that we drank it, and at that point I was like, "Oh, I'm feeling a little drunk here." And then we had the interview with Wendy, our friend. Oh, and yeah. I, when I was drunk at that point, I, I decided I was going to try to say something. I was like, "Bah." What? I forgot about that. <laughs> Literally, and she was like, okay, and that was Ken. And I was like, dude, shut up. What are you doing? That sucks, too, because we brought this up before, but they're never going to play us again. <laughs> to sponsor a concert and give artists sponsored moonshine before a show is insane. What's that, Old Smokey? No, the, the Old Smokey was what was in Knoxville. Oh. That was the Knoxville drink. Uh, go ahead, Dane. You're, feel free to walk there. We're doing this out of our house today, so my wife is walking through the shot. Bye, Dane. So, See no, you in a minute. Yeah, Old <laughs> old Smokey was when we played that Knoxville Festival, and that was when they gave us Old Smokey Moonshine. This was Firefly Moonshine. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of Firefly, they we talked about this before, but plying us with those Red Bull cocktails was a fucking terrible idea. And apparently there was beer at the bar the whole time. Which, <laughs> I don't care. I don't regret me, I one of those. That. I will say I definitely got diabetes that weekend because I had like 19 Red Bull cocktails. <laughs> I mean, uh, it was great because we were sleeping in the tent, like the so we kind of needed the energy. Yeah. So it helped. Dane, yeah. do you want to say something? No, oh, I knew it. There is no one who hates to hear themselves recorded more than Dana. For me, my story was always uh, the show in Nashville. We played at the Family Watch for. Uh, uh, we flew down there specifically for that show to play for a manager, and I got real nervous and I just got real hammered. And the worst part was that was a show where people were sitting down eating. And looking out on the people who are having a nice family dinner and me being up there ready to be like, you guys ready to fucking rock and roll? Hello, family. 
family wash. <laughs> Why did they pick Hello, that place? Table of six. <laughs> hey, table forty-two needs more ketchup. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the like, the owner of the white Hyundai. Your meals before this, um, we have a free shepherd's pie. So oh, <laughs> yeah. shepherd's pie. Oh, why did they pick that venue for such an important show? I don't know. The shepherd's pie was good though. I, remember I love shepherd's pie. Oh, I've been known to shepherd a pie or two. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, that's our example today. I, I will bring up, too, just because we brought it up last week, but Jimmy in New York getting absolutely blacked out before we played for a packed show. That was also the show I think that Dana threw up on the way home. It's fucked up. Everyone just got drunk. Yeah, everybody got hammered, except for me because I drew. Well, you know what? In Jimmy's hmm. defense, we played Rockwood so many times that you kind of get comfortable. So oh, maybe, yeah. It felt like a, know, home, a, a home field advantage. Yeah. Last show of the tour. So His greasy-ass hands dropped the sticks again, though. Does Jimmy just like rub Slim Jims on his hands before he plays sometimes? <laughs> he changes oil right before the show. <laughs> Jimmy's uh, like, man, I was just moisturizing right before we went on set. And the next <laughs> thing you know, my stick started flying left and right. So that was your situation for today. Uh, before we get into segments, I want to talk about the Save Our Stages Act Pass. Ken, clap this time. Shouts out to Congress for finally doing the right thing. $15 billion to independent music venues, owners, promoters, managers, agents, everybody except for the musicians, whatever. We're not going to get into that. But thank you, Congress, for doing the right thing. Mm. Fuck you for taking 10 months because people have been on the edge. A lot of music venues have closed, but now there's some protection for the venues that have stayed open. And I, I, I just want to give a shout out to all the independent venues that we've toured through throughout the country because there's been... The hundreds of them. Mm. What if the borough's not open? We're never sleeping in that garage again. Y'all talk shit on that. D- I'm that not was, talking I shit. I love that venue. That I love that venue. That was fun. But listen, that sleep was a little rough for me. <laughs> Kids slept on a deflated air match. Yeah. Man, give him a break. Similar to me. R.I.P. I wish Boot and Saddle made it because that me was too. one of the few Philly venues where it was first floor loaded. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. Uh, but it was also a thing where like they would come up to you before the set and be like, it's a 10 o'clock curfew because the lady next door complains if we go over 10 p.m. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Easy to forget. Dave Grohl was a big champion of the Save Our Stages Act, too, and he brought up the fact that it's not just about the fact that like we would lose these venues, but it's also how young artists cut their teeth, and it's the places you play before you blow up. So these independent venues are so important, man, and I'm so glad to see that they got the protection that they deserve. Yeah. More than anything... The thought of the taking 10 months and the thought of the fact that it's almost 2021 had me thinking about life as a musician in 2020. I wrote something about this recently and it made me look back on it. And I, I, I've said this previously, but it always feels like no matter how important music is to people and no matter how much politicians happen to use music in their campaigns and want to be a part of this, it took so goddamn long and it always feels like musicians get taken care of last. But I'm glad to see it get done one way or another. Frankly, I think we're going to come out of this stronger and better. I've been saying it for months, no matter what happens. The people who do make it out of this pandemic and the people that have fought their way through 2020 to make it to 2021 and kept their feet moving and kept their career on track, it's going to be something we look back on down the line and we're going to be proud of ourselves that we made it through it. So I just, I just want to say that. I don't want to like take this as a total negative. We can take this as a positive completely. Yeah, this light at the end of the tunnel. It yeah. is. It really is light at the end of the tunnel. Brighter days point. ahead. That was very poetic of you, Ken. Did you read that on an Instagram post? Yeah, um, you know, one of those... Um, Inspo spots? It's like one of those quotes you get in the frame that you're going to buy. Yeah, exactly. You know, keep Live, laugh, love. Ken, <laughs> Ken has lighted down the tunnel on his, on his wall. Uh, well, regardless, looking back at 2020, let's look back at it from our prism, our perspective. Uh, Fox shots 2020. Now, I said this before, but I don't, I don't want to toot our own horn. But let's talk about how we did in 2020. Dude. We tripled our listeners on Spotify. We tripled our streams on Spotify. Uh, we released four singles, an EP, three documentaries, a concert, movie. We had a live stream with Rec Philly and Next Gen that was fucking awesome. Uh, music videos. The fact of the matter is I was even looking through pictures earlier this week, and I was like looking back at all the different photo shoots we were doing and the way we structured all these different things. Between The fact that Zeros came out less than six months ago is fucking incredible to me. That was in July. That feels, so that feels like ago. six years ago. Monster came out two months ago. That feels like it was six years ago. Hmm. It's really incredible the fact that like all this time has passed, but realistically, it really hasn't been that long. Like the meme of that Titanic lady. It's been 84 years. Oh, it's been 84 years. It's legitimately been like nine fucking months. But I will say, (laughs) looking back at 2020 makes me think about 2021 and setting goals for 2021. Mm. And I have said, I don't want to look at it from a show perspective because I don't want to set goals for shows when we don't really know whether or not they're going to be back or not this year. I do expect them to be back, being that there's a vaccine on the horizon. 
But let's look at tangible goals that we can control. And I said for me, I wrote these down. I want to double our output. I want to put out twice the amount of music that we put out this year. I want to reach new audiences. I want to double the podcast. I want to hit 140 next year rather than 70. I want to double as many podcasts. We should try 150 for like rounding up. So it's like 140 podcasts sounds great, Ken. I really like that number. 140 is a great okay. idea. I'm glad that you said that. <laughs> no, 150 sounds good too. Uh, but more than anything, I really just want to nail down our sound. I want to. I, mm. I feel like we're on the verge of it. We've we've been working really hard at figuring out exactly what Foxtrot sounds like. But more than anything, going in in this next group of songs and really nailing down a fucking cohesive sound for one record. Mm. Eric, I know you have a very specific plan that you'd like to enact. It's an invention that you you have on the books that you'd like to to create. What's your plan for 2021? Uh, Hear him out, yes, ladies and gentlemen. With the help of Mr. Ken Bianco, sits uh, seated here to my right. <laughs> and Mark Cuban, seated hopefully. Here to my right. Uh, we will be launching Pedal Vest. Uh, so what the fuck trademark. is Pedal Vest? Yeah. <laughs> Pedal Vest. Now, if you're anything like me. <laughs> this is your Shark Tank you, pitch. Um, unleash your quest for 15 more pedals. <laughs> yeah, you need that Xbox achievement. <laughs> you have all your pedals just sprawled out on the uh, basketball court before you. <laughs> And uh, you want them all on one board. Now, you can't do that. Eric already has two boards. Because you would be up there river dancing trying to get your effects right in the middle of the set. Now, what I propose is that we somehow run a switcher to the uh, from the vest to the... Do you have pedals on your vest, like Velcro on your vest? Or do you have, no, just no. have switches? It has switches. Mm. Come on. Oh, excuse was, me. This is a far-fetched idea. Well, I mean, you're making it oh, seem now a lot more shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're talking about the first round of prototypes, which did not go too well. <laughs> Rest in peace, little Steve. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, for real, though, he's a good guy. Uh, and then, so what we're going to do is we're going to run one master cable from the vest to the floor. Your pedals will be plugged into a master strip, if you will, numbered to a corresponding number on the vest and you will flip <laughs> or press a button yet to be decided whatever's cheaper uh we can make two options switch yeah, we can, see, switch can i ask you guys a question before we go any further what's the no. material of the vest leather i can't give that away okay, okay. sorry i apologize we have we have more um research <laughs> and development to do on that front it's yeah. velour if anybody was wondering it's, it's a velour vest you look like mclovin you look like Aladdin, dog. <laughs> All right, continue. Finish look like up. Aladdin, my pristine guitar sounds. Um, and rather than uh, tap dance to get your effects proper uh, in a <laughs> one beat cut, <laughs> you can just flip a flip, Adelphia, and you're you're locked in. You're Let me poke a hole in this real quick. No, we oh. covered this. We've covered this before. You sweat so much. You're going to electrocute yourself. I'm going to be butt naked. This is why we go, on, we go on Shark Tank. We get one of the sharks. The vest has a crotch vest. attachment. One of the sharks got the vest. So, so it's like a zip lining harness? That's what I'm saying. Like we need the extra, <laughs> we need the extra funding to uh, develop the crotch attachment. All right. So pretend I'm Mark so Cuban. for heavy sweaters, you can, uh, you know, just wear that. We're going to put a prototype on Mr. Wonderful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kevin? Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. All right. Well, yeah, Eric. I, I really hope that works out for us then, in 2021. Yeah. Once Pedal Vest launches, we're gonna buy all the streaming companies and then mm. blow, up, blow up the moon. Mm. There we go. Boom. Uh, Ken, what are the your goals tides. for 2021? Ken, what is what roll, is your roll tide. Ken? What is your goal for 2021? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Pedal Vest is just such a slam dunk. It is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm hating on it, but I, what am I gonna say? I said just build relationships because I think that's important in music still. If we've learned anything in 2020, then relationships are the one things that really matter. I mean, we have our OGs, Wendy Rollins, Bruce Warren, Bruce Warren Ted Striker, Striker, Mike Jones. We got the, oh, Robbie Fox. Barstool. Sox, Barstool yeah, we Smitty, got White Sox Dave. All the who's bands, on his way all the to, Who's on his way to become the next John Mayer. In his own words. Does he want to be the next drum man? Literally, I posted the video of me teaching White Sox Dave how to play the guitar, and he just quote tweeted it and said, I'm going to be fucking John Mayer. Nice. I love it. Could be taken one of two ways. It could be taken one of two ways. I believe he means he's going to be the next John Mayer. That's what I assume, but who knows? Could That means we got to write him a like a teenage pop hit. Oh, yeah. To play and shred on. Your baddie is a wonderland. And then he needs to win the blues. <laughs> yeah. And then go to Montana in an RV. Yeah, we have to have him go through the whole life cycle of John Mayer as yeah. well. We'll yeah. figure it out. But regardless, I do agree relationships are very important, and especially with what we learned this year mm. through the podcast. 
continuing to grow those relationships because when quarantine's over, those relationships still exist. Exactly. Boom, Ken, I like vest. that. And pedal vest, of course. I like how my, my me and Ken are like, me, me and Ken are like, no, nah, relationships. I don't know, double the output. Eric's like, yo, I got this vest, yo. It's going to be fucking sick. He's going to become a supervillain. This is how every single supervillain I have control of the entire Philadelphia electrical grid. Oh, that reminded me. Uh, Andy Group Dalton is the kid from um, The Incredibles who he, like, denies. <laughs> <laughs> and then comes back and has the robot. Fact. What's that dude's name? Andy know. Dalton. I know who no. you're talking about. Though. I don't know. I've never seen The Incredibles. I've seen parts of The Incredibles. I, I haven't seen the whole thing. Got no. Disney Plus now. So nope. I know. I got Disney Plus. Get on it. I know Mr. Freeze. <laughs> Not his name. Where is my... Su- <laughs> that's Mr. Freeze, isn't it? It's Frozone. Oh, Frozone. My apologies. How embarrassing. Uh, that's fucking embarrassing. He like, comes up to fight the last superhero. <laughs> <laughs> or the last villain. And Mr. Incredibles is like, Frozone. And he comes and he's like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> that's our goals for 2021. Before we get into segments, I just want to introduce our guest for today, uh, our buddies from The Tribe. They are a band from Philadelphia, fucking absolutely outstanding band. Mm. They reached out to us right before quarantine started to gauge, just kind of pick our brains, see what we were doing, how we were doing things, who we knew. We could introduce them to some people. They sent us their music. Fucking outstanding. The song we're going to play for you today is one of the funkiest fucking things I've heard in a long time. So I'm really excited to talk to them about how their 2020 has been, what they've got going on for 2021. And then play this fucking song because it's fucking outstanding. But that'll be at the end of the episode. Let's mm. go into segments here. We're going to start with the wildest shit that we've seen on the internet. Playboy Cardi finally dropped Whole Lotta Red. Mm. Now, last week we talked about Mario Judah threatening Playboy Cardi if he did not drop Whole Lotta Red. And in return, Mario Judah dropped his own version of Whole Lotta Red, which actually got really good response. Cardi then dropped his album, Whole Lotta Red, on Christmas Day. Mm. And it did not get a good reaction. Uh, me and Ken. question the move. It, what of dropping it on Christmas Day? Yeah, I mean that it's a true. gift to your fans, it's, dude. Motherfucker's gonna, yeah, I get that. I but like, listen, it went number going on Spotify that day, like yeah, because it it did it went number one in every country in the I world. Don't know. No, it, all right, well, yeah, all right. So regardless, worked. so <laughs> at about like twelve twenty that night, a Complex Magazine put a picture of Playboy Cardi up and said, "What's your favorite song from Whole Lotta Red?" I'm going to read you some of the best reactions that I saw. The number one thing, and I think I saw about a thousand of these responses, was "Whole Lotta Ass." Uh, follow- whole Lotta Ass. <laughs> followed up by "Whole Lotta Skips." Followed up by the best part of the album was the silence between the songs, and then my favorite response was. This album's definitely going triple cardboard, which I thought was fucking outstanding. <laughs> the fact that we already heard that tonight and still makes me laugh shows just how fucking great of a reaction that is. <laughs> Eric's just wheezing. Uh, but no, this brings up the conversation about instantaneous reaction from people listening to an album because most of these reactions were not in the amount of time that it would take for somebody to listen to the whole fucking album. So you're not even giving the album a fair shake. I will ride the wave of hate. Exactly. Well, yeah, it's all clout. And I know Eric hates the word clout. It's a fucking wave, dude. Fuck that word. (laughs) I hate clout, too. I got to be completely honest. Because I never know if it's C-L-O-U-T or C-L-A-U-T. Really? I think No, I think it's O, dude. Oh, it's definitely O. It's definitely O. I'll have to remember that. All right, there you go. But so when I'm looking at it, it's like when I do listen to albums now, I even catch myself making snap judgments like listen to the first three songs and being like ah this this kind of sucks this is what i was expecting when realistically it might age better well no it's definitely normal to make those judgments but it's one thing to make that judgment like i need to go post this for the whole world to oh see yeah like you know everyone i, I make those judgments the memes too, are too after. funny the memes are too fucking I mean, funny and not to mention great. the fact that he made his fans wait for an album that he like teased a year and a half in advance, or two years in advance. Like it was 2018 when he started teasing this album, the name of the album, and kept delaying release dates. So his fans are like ravenous for this shit. And then it comes out, and it's bad. Objectively, I'm saying as a Cardi fan, it's bad. Mm, is right, Eric. I totally agree. That's very like deep the, of you. Um, cyberpunk of music. Was Cyberpunk bad? <laughs> oh yeah, it, it just it, runs poorly. It got taken off the PlayStation Store. Really? Because they had to give refunds to everyone because oh. they delayed it. It was eight years in the making. They delayed it, delayed it, delayed it. Came out with it. Doesn't run on the processor. Doesn't run on the PlayStation 4 yeah. or Xbox One. But it runs Wait, so you're the... telling me the game where you can make the dude dong giant wasn't good? Yeah, it broke. Apparently, it broke everything. <laughs> well, that feature got good reviews. but um... <laughs> The creation of the dong? Yeah. Wow. Deep. Let's move into our second thing here. 
We're going to talk about Hilari Baldwin. This is a fucking wild ass story. Which I will not chime in on. Why? <laughs> Continue. All right, exactly. So this is Alec Baldwin's wife. So she is a, an Instagram yoga instructor. She runs a podcast called Mom Brain. Uh, she is Alec Baldwin's wife. And she definitely paid for that name. <laughs> <laughs> definitely paid for that name. What mom brain? Yeah. What do you mean paid for it? That's like a common colloquialism. You, you think like moms. she had to she had to like trademark she had to it? Take that from some yeah, definitely. Well, she takes a lot of things apparently because she claims to <laughs> like have her country of origin. <laughs> like so she claimed to be from Spain and said that she came to America when she was nineteen to study in college. It turns out her real name is Hillary, and she was born in Boston. She has a very thick Spanish accent, and was it like a believable thick accent? I mean, yeah, well, like I don't really. Qu- yeah. That's, that's a, in question now. So what happened was, not? turns out when she was a teenager, her parents, who apparently were very very well off, bought another house in Spain, hmm. and so her and her family would go between Boston and Spain. But she grew up going to school in Boston, hmm. so. How it got this far and nobody who went to high school with her was like, wait a minute. That's Hillary. What the fuck? Like, nobody outed her. So it turns out, though, <laughs> that last month she was doing a, an appearance on, like, a morning show, like an ABC morning show or something like that. And she was doing a cooking segment and she had to ask the host, what is the English word for cucumber? <laughs> this lady is from America and she speaks fluent English. So she's been hamming this up for whatever God knows, whatever reason. It makes me feel so much better about myself. It does, that I'm not crazy like that. that. Yeah, that I'm not insecure about my place of origin. (laughs) What's just like... Because they got monk memes. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get into the monk memes. But like, this whole thing was just a fucking shit show. Alec Baldwin tried to defend her and uh, what the fuck are you going to do? If you get caught, you just have to own up to it. But she went on Instagram and defended herself. Nope. And then everybody online was like, dude, you literally last week said you were born in Spain. You lied. Just say you fucking lied. If you're going to say, if you're going to lie, just admit you lied. Yeah, you'll be fine. You're married to Alec Baldwin. Exactly. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? Unless Alec Baldwin's like, uh. Oh, you're from Boston? (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that was our story on Hilaria or Hillary Baldwin. Uh, Let's go into Max from Eve 6. Greatest Twitter. Twitter come up of all time. So Max Collins from Eve 6, who happens to be kind of like a long-distance friend of ours because he's in a band with our friend Kenny Carkeet, who was in AWOL Nation. They have a band called Fitness. Kenny and me have been talking about this recently. Max is on an all-time Twitter run. Max is just flaming other 90s bands on Twitter. And at the same time, also flaming radio DJs and... He's like flaming and trolling everyone. He's but just it's trolling not, everybody. It's not coming from like even like it doesn't seem like it's coming off as like biteful or anything. No, it's he's just, just telling true stories. Yeah, he's talking real shit. Well, and he's also asking every celebrity on Twitter whether or not they like the Heart in a Blender song. By the way, the song's called Inside Out. <laughs> but he he's been tweeting aware. people like Barack Obama or Beyonce and saying at Beyonce, do you like the Heart in a Blender song? Over and over and over and over again. He has gotten like thousands and thousands of tweets in the last week. And Rolling Stone covered this. Like, basically, they're saying, like, is this guy crazy? I'm going to say from an insider's point of view, no, he's not fucking crazy. <laughs> I'm saying, no, I'm saying, like, he's doing this shit on purpose. Like, I was talking to Kenny about this. Like, he's doing it on purpose. It's fucking hilarious. And he even, before he before he started this tweet thing, like, 10 days ago, he the first tweet of this thread was, yo, I think we're going to be fucking huge again, is what he <laughs> So he's been planning this whole thing out. Uh, he told you. From he did. Job. And uh, now people are talking about him. fucking world. It is really an amazing fucking world that we live in. An ass yourself <laughs> on Twitter <laughs> on the internet to blow up to get like good again. I'm telling you, this is one of the all time Twitter runs. And if you're not, a, go fo- follow Eve Six on on yeah, Twitter. It's do. fucking it's, outstanding. He tweeted one thing. I was like, '90s <laughs> bands going on the socials, posting a picture. Like, can't wait to see you guys back on the road with like their chain wallets hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he uh, he has another good one. He's like, oh. he's like, let me. <laughs> I think that the basic outfit for the bass player from Hinder is <laughs> jeans with bedazzled butt cheeks, <laughs> boots, and no shirt with a vest on top. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, the pedal vest. That's exactly what he's going to be wearing. First customer. First customer right <laughs> there. We already got really, first pre-purchase. It yep. is really, really funny, though, to hear him like call bands out by name. He's not like insinuating. He's like, he's like, yo, one time, me and the singer from Third Eye Blind got in a fist fight at this <laughs> festival. Like, he's just like calling them out. Third Eye Blind's like, yeah, I remember that Yeah, show. Like, and they're all like, responding because it's like, what are you going to do? This is just going viral. You have to respond. So. Meanwhile, Third Eye Blind just maintains like a healthy post-career. Exactly, yeah. They just, they just keep touring until they die. Uh, so shout out to Max Collins. You are an all-time Twitter warrior, my open, friend. Open invitation. His name is open Matt Collins. Collins. Max. Max Collins? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so open invitation to Max Collins to come on here and talk all the shit that he wants. I would love to do it. <laughs> Quick spins in. Is uh, Dolphins wide receiver, former Birds great, Matt, uh, Matt Collins. Matt Collins. It has to be a cousin. Is it Matt Collins? It's, or is, is it... Name Collins? Or is Max it, Collins? Is it Matt Collins? Whoa. Whoa. Whoa! Maybe if he comes on the podcast. Yo, can I yeah. give you? Can I give you guys a quick mind fuck? I'm ready. I have to make sure I get this quote. You, I have to get this quote right. He was like, "Music is like a stamp on time." Damn it! I fucked this up. I can't remember the quote. I've been saving this this mind fuck for months. And I said to Clarence. And then I said to Clarence. <laughs> Damn, I've been saving this mind fuck for months and I never do it on the podcast and, and I was failed. ready to do it and I failed miserably. We got our minds already and now it was like our minds have blue balls. Now wait, it was like blue let, me get, let me get you into that space. It was like music is like a time stamp on a certain period of time. Yeah. I think that was the oh, mind I fuck. By Carl's Rizzo's Nash and Young. That's actually a, a fair one. I was thinking more like Inside Out by, by Eve Six. By Eve Six. <laughs> <laughs> do you well, like the Heart in a Blender right song? On. Yeah, it's a great song. Do you like the Heart in a Blender song? Yeah, Rendezvous and I'm through with you. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Dude. Max Collins, I'm calling you out. Come on the podcast. Do it. We're great at talking <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. So that is our story about Max Collins. Uh, the last thing before we move into what the fuck are we listening to, let's just talk about it. The Northeast Philly monk meme. <laughs> it is taking over the internet, or at least in our circles. Now, we know this is very regionally specific. Spread. Well, a lot of people don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Basically, they just, some, somebody found a picture of a monk from the 14th century, and he has a perfect Northeast Philly blowout slash beard. It's like... Every junkie white dude in Northeast Valley has this exact same look. <laughs> Eric's wheezing because me and Eric know what this is. It's perfect. He's just getting photoshopped into random. It's like all the kids in the grade below. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all my. Friends. I have very specific people in my mind. It's like, like I can show you where they live. It's like, like all my friends who sell weed <laughs> at the <laughs> at the Dunkin' Donuts on nights nights. Yeah. Yeah, I'm never, thinking of never one. Done that. <laughs> never done that, but I'm yeah, shut up, Eric. You probably have. Nah, definitely not. You smoke weed there. No comment. <laughs> we almost I remember we almost got uh in trouble with the cops because we were out past curfew at that fucking Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> I need to move past this because this has no, like there's people who are gonna be listening to this in different parts of the country being like, what the fuck are these guys? It is like talking hilarious about? so with that monk meme, how that dude was able to get that haircut that people Fresh. still get today. How are you getting a skin <laughs> fade in, the four, in 1463? Time travelers. I think he was a scumbag <laughs> um, monk. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he was like stealing people's <laughs> sacrifices and <laughs> selling them to other monasteries. <laughs> Yo, dude. You, you want some frankincense, Yo, dude? dude meet, meet me out back at the Abbey in 15. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. You got fucking any murder for me, dude? <laughs> that shit is... Incredibly, that is a very good call by you because if I'm not mistaken, myrrh is like burial incense, which is what wet is. Oh, so holy fuck! Wow, all comes together. That is, yeah, dude. I stole twenty bucks from my mom. We can go buy some fucking blunts and dip them in some myrrh. <laughs> wow, I will never forget one of my first days I of high shook. school. I never forget one of my first days of high school. Somebody. <laughs> Explaining to me, I'm like, yeah, what's wrong with that guy? And they're like, uh, ah, dude, he smokes he's wet. Sherm. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like 14. I'm like, you what's germ stick up his ass? <laughs> I'm like, what's wet? And they're like, oh, it's when you dip a blunt in it's bombing fluid. fluid. <laughs> and it was like, oh my god, <laughs> I, just, I just drank for the first time. So, <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine being 14 and being like, you know, what we should do dip this weed in bombing fluid? <laughs> apparently, they were doing it back in the 14th. Yeah, 16th. apparently, it's Northeast Philly monk, man. All right, so that was the wildest shit that we've seen on the internet. Yeah, Corey let's Perry to the Montreal Canadiens. Oh, there you way. go. Hockey update. Uh, let's go into what the fuck we've been listening to. I'll start off. I'm going Fleet Foxes, Helplessness Blues. Eric and me have been talking about Fleet Foxes a lot recently. I was listening to mm. The Shins, 
And the Shins related artist, their top one was Fleet Foxes. Went back, Helplessness Blues, one of my favorite fucking songs. I feel about that. I dude, they're always weird comparisons. They don't make a lot of sense. Probably more in scope. Sleeping Lessons, top 10 song of all time. Agreed, 150%. I brought that up like two weeks ago on the podcast. Mm. That's one of my all-time favorite songs. Mm. Uh, Ken, go for your first pick. My first one, I'm going to go back. I picked a song on it before, the Youngblood album, Teresa, opening song. The more and more I listen to that album, the more and more I'm starting to like it. So um, that's my first pick. Um, becoming more of a fan of him, as I was skeptical at first, but starting to dig his stuff more and more. I'm starting to warm up, too. And I will say, shout out to Robbie Fox and Barstool Sports for getting Youngblood on his podcast last week to talk about the new album. I've been a hater in the past because I don't know that I always got it. This album's actually pretty good. Yeah. Like, musically. And we, it's something that we said so we probably will dig into on a future episode. Is it image versus music first? Image first, music second, or music first with the image? And I think he's a prime example of kind yeah, of it's that. Yeah, it's the dichotomy of that one artist because he actually does make pretty good music at this point. The basic way of saying that is preconceived notion or no. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or also, is a record label... Or fair someone in charge pushing an image before they're pushing the music. Exactly. Yeah, certainly. Which, to be honest, like if you look it's back, business, it's what it is. Well, like it's been something in music forever, though. Like the Sex Pistols, they couldn't even play their they fucking were, instruments. They were literally like a fashion, yeah, marketing ploy. Mm. David Bowie, before. Oh, don't even do that. Listen to me. What I'm saying is, David Bowie. You be careful. David you Bowie. Piss a lot of people. Off. No, David Bowie <laughs> wouldn't have gotten as big as he did had he not been for his early image. Oh, same with the Beatles. Same with uh, the Beatles. Clean cut look. Yeah, and then the... uh, also Genesis. <sighs> no, listen, listen, listen. No, and I'm, I'm not saying that that's I... the only reason why they've gotten to their success. I'm just saying when they started it's a big out, contributor. it was a big factor to getting them where they needed to get to. to when Genesis started, Peter so. Gabriel used to wear a dress and a fox's head on stage. Mm. Then as they get more Sick famous, fuck. they can drop that. And it's a thing where it's kind of like, how do you garner attention? Yeah. It's like Marilyn Manson. Although Marilyn Manson never grew out of it. So, yeah, well, that's his whole thing, you know. The weird guy. Yeah, whatever floats your boat, eh? I don't think I'd like to hang out with Marilyn Manson. Apparently, he's really nice. But he says some I weird... I say that not even facetiously. Like, he's, probably, he's a good, really good guy. All righty, it's your turn. What's your first pick? Uh, The Bull Mozzie. Oh, we talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, on the first one. <laughs> I forgot what it was. <laughs> it's um, Big Homie from the Hood, which... Not samples. I guess probably technically is. Um, it's like a flip of. Yeah, it's like a lawsuit prevention. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, you should let me love you by Mario. Mario. And uh, like it's just straight acoustic guitar, pretty much on the beat. And then he has like these bass kicks that come in on like when he's trying to let you know it's about to go to pre-chorus. When it's about to go down. Kind of. It's a song never really goes down. It's more of like just this aerial snapshot of the hood and like you know like life in the hood and shit. But uh, he's got the, he's got this like gruff voice, like really good song. Uh, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah. yeah. Have you listened to any of his other music? Um, I started running through that album, but I I just think I was gonna yeah. I'm gonna have to dive in or something. Yeah, it's cool. Like he's he's got a good voice. Like he really does. He kind of reminds you of like uh, it's not as he is not as like <laughs> not as smoky as DMX, but like uh, he's got some rasp to it. Yeah, he definitely has a rasp. Like it's like less raspy than the DMX. Like whatever DMX is on the raspy scale, like Mozzie slightly <laughs> below. There's a raspy scale. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, my last Never pick. Heard of it? Shout out to Zach Fox. Uh, we talk about Zach Fox. On the, we're actually talking about it in the studio a lot. It's fucking hilarious. But he's also a rapper. Uh, he just put out two new songs. I picked the song "Marinate." Some of the most fucking hilarious quotable lines of all time, which I cannot say on the podcast because it's just too too raunchy to say. Go and listen to this shit. Uh, he of course got famous because of his song I Got Depression parentheses Jesus is the one he has amazing <laughs> stand up comedy so funny The Bean Kicked In is a great song Stick just came out I'm a huge Zach Fox fan so shout out Zach Fox the song is Marinate Ken your second pick my second pick I'm gonna go from the latest Mumford and Sons album that came out in 2018 Flip Away that's a great album that I always forgot about. It's kind of interesting, kind of going off the Youngblood thing with them. I feel like oh, definitely a band that were like, oh, this is a banjo acoustic gimmick. Like, yeah, th- they're from 1920s like uh, slums of New and York. Then, um, was it Wilder Mind? The yeah, Wilder Mind is that the shit. And the new stuff they Delta. dynamically changed their sound, and now I feel like people either love it, they should because it's very good music still, or they're just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where's my banjo, Mumford? Yeah, where's this the banjo? Not, like, you can't have your cake and eat it, people. So. I love Marcus Mumford, man. Great pick. Uh, Eric, your last pick? I forget what I said last time, so I'm going to go with uh, <laughs> The Swing Trade by Discovery. 
which is uh, the party song of the fucking millennium. I'm about to tell you. Tell uh, me. It's just nuts. It's like uh, instant happiness, right? Like, oh, like vibing on like that. Yeah, just popping on at the party. It's like, right it's like Molly. No time of night. Like, it's like Molly in your butt. <laughs> We're in your mouth. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be sticking Molly's up my ass, but if that's what you're into, Godspeed. That's probably that is probably fucking take you right to Star Command. <laughs> but, uh, okay. All right, so that's what the fuck we've been listening to. I don't know, try it. Let me know. We're try, gonna go. I'll try it on this podcast if enough people retweet it or fucking whatever. All right, say less. <laughs> I got a directive for 2021. I'm about to Google. Will you die if you stick Molly up your butt? <laughs> I'm it's such a shame. He never got up. to see the start of um, Pedal Vest. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right, real quick. This is a great great way to go to sponsors. I want to give a shout out to Highbrew Coffee. 10% off all online purchases with promo code Foxtrot. Uh, grab it at Wawa. And while you're at Wawa, grab a body armor. Body armor, thank you for sending us all the product. We've already smashed it all. I'm a fruit punch guy. Eric's a strawberry banana guy. And Ken loves mango. He loves some mango. Drink them after every performance. Get hydrated. Drink body armor. Let's go in our interview with our pick of the week, the tribe. Yeah! How you feeling? Yeah! You feel all, right? all right, ladies and gentlemen, for your last working class hero pick of the week for 2020, we have some friends on here. It's our man Andrew Sauter. He's from the band The Tribe. I fucking love this band. I described it earlier in the podcast. It blew my fucking mind what you just sent to me. Andrew, first off, how the fuck are you, buddy? Doing good, man. Doing good. Good, man. Yeah, so Andrew and me became friends through social media right before the world shut down. He reached out to us. We became friends. We were talking about different ways that we reach out to people, different ways we do things in the music industry. First off, I just want to say to you, thank you for reaching out for one. And two, thank you for doing the smart thing and just asking people what the fuck to do because that's how all the best stuff happens. It's simple communication, bro. It's crazy. It's crazy. It is. And the amount of stuff that we've been able to get done just from asking questions is, it's crazy. It, it's, you know, so many people think they're going to wind up hitting somebody up and it's either going to like come off as weird or something. Dude, all my best relationships have started through direct messages. I know that sounds kind of creepy actually when I say it like that. It's like, um, no, no, dude. No, I've I made real friends like that. So that's what I'm saying. Everybody, everybody just wants to communicate. That's what this is all about. And I think you guys have obviously done a great job of that. Another thing you've done a great job of is making music some unbelievably funky shit we're gonna play the song after this interview please talk about this song for a minute so yeah so it's called man dude um, man dude man dude and it's just so the, the, the name of the song is just from when you catch people saying like man and dude in the same <laughs> sentence. oh man dude this sucks yeah like, it's like you, someone one of us was just like you just call me man dude <laughs> do wait and real that, quick can i ask you a question does do the words man dude come up in the song no. So we had our friends Great Time. I don't know if you know the people over at Great Time. They're an awesome band from Philly. Great guys. And their last song, Home Run, was our first working class hero pick of the week. And cool. I said to them, I was like, why the fuck is this song called Home Run? Because it's never in the song. I keep waiting for a baseball reference. And it has something yeah, yeah. to do. The synth that they use is the HR 20-something. But it's, it's short for Home Run, I guess, for them. Sure. Man, dude, I kept waiting for like some funk shit to come on where you guys are going, man, dude, in the background and nothing ever came. So, no, dude, when did you cut that? Uh, so, yeah, so that was cut like I would say between February and April. That was pretty much done. And, you know, all those guys are up in the north part of the state, up in northeast PA. Oh, no shit. I'm down here. And that's how it's always been for the last two years. How the hell did you meet those guys? So, yeah, so they actually, uh, the, the, our singer, Jordan, he asked my band at the time to back him up for one gig. Oh. It's like, it's like a hire, like, hey, come learn some songs and, like, we'll play together. But instead of doing that, he actually reached out to a bunch of people. And some of us were like, we were all complete strangers for the most part um, when we got together. But everybody joined and then we, like, really hit it off the one night the one night we played together and we're like, all right, we're going to do this, you know, actually do it for real because it was so good. Like it was, it was just, it wasn't good in like the, like an arrogant way. Just it felt so good on stage. Bro, get arrogant for a minute because it's, it's worth, I will say I'm, I'm unbelievably impressed every time you either send me something or I come across something online. I remember because when, when we started talking, I'm like, yo, send me some of your shit. And the first thing I heard, I hit you back and I was like, dude, 
what the fuck? This is awesome. So, like, to me, I wonder, because you guys have obviously, you had planes. We've all had planes this year that have all gone horribly awry in a certain perspective. What was your, what was the difference between what you had planned and what actually wound up happening? Like, you, we were talking before this, but you said something about shuffling the music releases, and then obviously shows are gone. But, like, what happened in 2020 for you guys? So, yeah, so we made this, like, running joke all of last uh, winter that 2020 is, like, the year of the tribe always bro it's all yeah and like we we were like record and then you know we were starting starting to come up on some really good shows like we played ardmore and we played brooklyn bowl and oh, uh, played um i don't know we're, we're gonna play sellersville theater actually in like a week or two um which is cool wait you're but, gonna do it now or we're going to no we're going to oh uh, sick yeah so so then like we had you know, sort of like a gradual increase in some of these places that we played funk and waffles. We we're going to book Garcia's going like, up to Syracuse doing funk and waffles, yeah, baby. Yeah, We did. We've done Syracuse. We did Connecticut. We've done uh, some other new England spots too. But um, anyways, that's, that was like, the plan was to do like one or two really good shows, one in state, one travel a month and then do the record. So then it just became just the record. And you know, it's, the gigs, you know, I'm actually surprised at some of the booking emails that I've been getting, like asking from places, you know, when do you think that will be good again? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> like, and we've actually, we had a gig that we booked for New Year's Eve, which was supposed to be like a sort of like, it was like a seated dining with like a stage sort of separated from oh, everybody. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. It, like that guy it got booked and canceled in like five days. So, you know, it's like, it's craziness and it, everybody's i'm sure everybody's plans just shifted on a dime dude know? we we had these huge shows lined up we were doing stuff all over the country we were doing the mmrbq with wmmr at bb&t pavilion that's awesome to be completely honest man i'm not taking it as a negative i'm taking it no. as a positive and we've created so much shit and we've learned so much about ourselves in this year hell we wouldn't be taught we wouldn't be doing this podcast had enough we, we started it right before quarantine but we're yeah, 70 man. we're 70 episodes in I love, dude i love the podcast by the thank way. you man I appreciate, well, you're here now so what the fuck, fuck is yeah. up uh, so to me, I, I always ask this question to our guests, and I, I, it's something that interests me. Have you found your, you guys making more music, less music, or the same? I think, well, we're not, like, the band before was 90% on the road playing songs, so we're definitely, like, playing less, but, like, I think we demoed, like, 40 songs or something over the course of the last nine months, and, mm. like, a lot of them got the treatment in a way that they wouldn't have gotten before. So there's positives all around, you know? Like, I and don't... That, that's all you can do at this point. We can't look at it because it, it happened. Look, yeah. I, I wrote something recently where I was saying, like, if you would have told me in 2019 that 2020, the music industry would magically disappear, you could lock me in a fucking padded room because you can come get me when it's done because I wouldn't be able to handle it. We no, all handled I'm, it. I'm on the same, I'm on the same, the same page, man, because, like, I was on a war path, and, like, the war path just ended very abruptly. Yep. I don't know what to do with myself for like a month. Just Bro, like, just absolute shock. We were in Washington, D.C. playing a show for the end of a tour when the news came down that the world was shutting down. So we, it was very eerie. We left the show and drove home like basically in like complete silence. And we're just like, dude, what the fuck is going on? I think the first month I just paced around my house. I didn't know what to do with myself. Yeah. But I will say, I think I give credit to everybody in our community who has kept their feet moving and stayed inspired and stayed creating and getting ready for whatever comes next, man. It's unbelievable. I've seen so much good stuff come out. Me too, man. And just people, one thing I've learned about musicians that I've always known, but I didn't have like a practical thing to back it up is the fact that we are the most resourceful motherfuckers on earth. We'll oh, find yeah. a way to, to make lemonade out of lemons, no matter what. The situation is. Yeah. So, to me, like looking, because we're going to play the song shortly. It is the fucking funkiest shit ever. And I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed. I've listened to it probably five times since you sent it to me. What's oh, it, what is the inspiration for the band? Like, and I know this is such a corny question to ask, but like, if you guys were to sit down and, and take a couple records and lay them out and say, like, this is the tribe's guts right here. This is where we learn. This is what we, we try and emulate. What do, you, what do you have? Sure. So I think first and foremost, like, and I, I can't speak because there's six of us. So I'm speaking for six very like six, ba six yeah. person band, baby. I know. You know like six very individual people. So they might disagree. I don't, I don't know. I think I'm pretty spot on, but like, I think a big inspiration is hip hop, like especially old school, like the conscious hip hop era, era of like Trap Called Quest, MF Doom and like 
all those things that are sort of ba- based in sampling old jazz hop, you know, yep. records and stuff. So that's, that's a big inspiration. Do you guys play with sampling at all? Like you guys we do don't. See, man, if you wouldn't, you, if you would have told me that that baseline and that, that the drum setup you guys had was sampled, I would have believed it because oh, yeah. it's not fucking clean. It's, it's so clean. On the record, on that on that song, I think those drums are are live, but I think they're very processed in a way that is just super dry and like almost like a sample. And well, like the, the drum sound reminded me of Mayor Hawthorne a little bit, who I'm a huge okay. fan. I love Mayor Hawthorne. If if you fuck with Tuck, check out Tuxedo. If you don't know Tuxedo, it's okay. Mayor Hawthorne and, and a hip hop producer named Jake One. Sure, shit is hot, unbelievably yeah, hot. Dude. But I yeah. said to you, I heard Jurassic Five, and I think in your—I've brought this band up to you before when you sent me your shit the first time. Your vocalist reminds me a little bit of Citizen Cope, which I'm a huge oh. Citizen Cope fan. Yeah, I man. Hear, but when you said Tribe, I automatically—I was like, yes, absolutely. I—I—I I, I love that comparison. What else? Because when I heard the bassline, I thought Prince right away. I, sure. I, I listen. That is the highest comment I can give to anybody. That is yeah, God man. to me. No, I love Prince. I don't know, man. I, I think a lot of it is just, it's just like hip hop. It's the part of hip hop that's based in this jazz funk 70s sound, you know, yeah. like, um, like Herbie Hancock and, and, you know, like mo- in modern terms is like the, the Wolf soul throwback sort of weird. I, I don't know, man. Do you, it's, do you, fuck, with, do you, do you fuck with Wolfpack? Yeah, man. Me too, I, man. All, all of us, all, I don't know anybody that, like doesn't like what those guys did because it's fun you know like it's that's the fun other thing. and it's proficient you got someone yeah. like joe dart and Corey wong and theo katzman in the same fucking band it's ridiculous it's insane yeah those guys are like a super group that nobody like knew any of the members before they got together like and they did great. it their own way, and they they cut their own lane in the music industry which is hard to do but they have a cult following man Absolutely. one more thing before i play this fucking song sure Anyone who can take a flute and throw it into music in 2020 and make it sound that fucking good deserves a pat on the back. Do you guys, now was that sample or do you guys have someone in your band that plays flutes? Yeah, our sax player plays, he plays, uh, well, for us, he plays tenor, alto, and a flute. And he'll, a baritone occasionally. He's a monster. See, we have, that's how, song, that's how it started with that flute part. Just, oh. So they were just like recording a part for a different song and he played. They were just like, just try this thing out. And they, he did that riff harmony thing. And then the rest of the song was written around that because it was so dope. And as soon as he did it, we, we all heard it like at home and we're like, oh, this is sick. Bro, any, uh, anybody with a horn, a brass, a woodwind player in their band can say this. Those people's brains work on a different wavelength. It's oh, I know. I don't want to give Will Shade, our saxophone player, too much credit because I don't want his head to get too big. But <laughs> he's a monster. That, the thing that pisses me off the most is he fucking knows it too. And he's so goddamn nice that like, it's not condescending when he says it, but like he, he knows what he knows how good he is. And it pisses there's, me. There's some guys that can really sauce that sauce those horns up. You know? Dude, I always look at him. He'll do something in the studio and I'll just go, fuck you, Will. Fuck, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, he's all goofy. He's just like, yeah. And I'm just like, get the fuck out of here, you yeah. asshole. <laughs> Carl came on. He came on full time right in February, right before all the shutdown. Well, then I blame him, dude. It's probably his fault. <laughs> he did. Yeah, dude, he, he's, and we're lucky to have him. He's like the only, the, the area, the, the pool of musicians up there. There's so many, there's so many amazing players up there. Really? Um, yeah, there is, but not a lot of horn players just because there's not as many people playing horns, you know? Of course, man. So, I- we're it's lucky hard to, to find. It's hard to find today. Here's Absolutely. one last nice question before, before we move on to the song. Sure. In 2020, there was a lot of music released. Was there yeah. anything that really caught your attention that you were jamming on for most of the year? Um, released this year. I don't know. This is my problem. I have no, like, I can't listen to, I shouldn't say I can't listen to you. I'm not listening to music that's coming out, like, right now. I'm listening to, like, MF Doom from 2004. Like, I just started listening to that, and it blew did you just my get into, Did you just get into mm, food? Yes. Yeah. And it's, it, it made my, my mind, like, melt in a way that the best me... But then the way I consume it is, like, I'm just stuck on it for, like, three months. I'm so the same I, way. I got so heavy into Doom, because I'm a, I'm a big Mad Lib fan, so yeah. when I went back and I found Mad Villainy, and that was all I listened to for probably like a month and a half, because I was just trying to figure out how these guys did this shit. 
I know. Quarantine has been so long that I went through an MF Doom phase, got out of it, and now I'm back into it. Like, it's been yeah. that long to where I burnt myself out and got back. So, sure. all right, so Doom is definitely a good pick. You know what? Uh, I do like Sylvanesso. Okay, uh, like hell a, yeah. Pop, electro pop band. Those guys are awesome. And uh, my girlfriend was a huge fan of them and then got me into them. And then I was excited for them to put a record out because she's just a ridiculous singer. Unbelievable. No, absolutely ridiculous. So. That that speaking of Will Shade, that was one of his picks where he was like, "That was my shit for the year." I had a lot of stuff that I really enjoyed this year, but I'm really looking forward to 2021, and it's something we cover at the end of this episode of the podcast. Is there anybody who you really want to hear release music in 2021? Like anybody who hasn't in a while that you're like, "Man, I would love to fucking hear what they got going on." I mean, now I think it's probably Doom. And <laughs> If you can get him out of whatever hole he's in, yes, you can I know. coax him out and see what he's doing. But I would love to hear like new Tyler the Creator, and I would love to hear like new. I would love to hear Odd Future come back there. together. Yeah, like I'd love to hear Tyler and Earl make music together. Or what? What the fuck is Frank doing? See if you can get Frank to come out and yeah, finally Frank release something. It's I don't so, know, man. It's so odd. I hadn't thought about Odd Future as a collective in a while because they're all well, not all of them. Because it's so weird to look back on that period of time and like where's Haji? Where's left brain? Where's Genesis? where are all these motherfuckers? And Earl has been proficient. Like, or yeah. he, he's been uh, prolific. He's released a lot of shit. I would love to just one time hear Earl go back and just do old Earl again, which sounds so corny. Cause he was 15 when he did it. So it's kind of like, it's rough. It's rough. Cause it is such a good record. Uh, dude. First, uh, my first Earl record is insane. Let me ask you a question. How old are you? I'm 26. I'm 29. So when that came out, I was like, I'm thinking, I think it was like my senior summer when we were all living down the shore. Like that's what Northeast Philly kids do. And Earl and Odd Future Tape were like the only things that we were listening to. And thinking back to it, that motherfucker was 15. I know. He was so young. Tyler was so young too. When we were listening to him, I was listening to him in high school and he was probably only 18. It's it's insane. The the way that he's grown is unbelievable. But then you even think about the fact that like I I, I think about artists like Joey Badass, who yeah. 1999 is a fucking masterpiece, was sure. 16 years old. That motherfucker is 25 years old. And I'm like thinking about like his glory days, and I'm like, dude, he's 25. <laughs> I know he had an entire career in front of him. Bro. Yeah. I would love I would love to hear uh some new I probably I'd probably love to hear some new uh I just had it in my head now it's just like totally <laughs> it's funny because my, my my first pick and I'm gonna spoil this because this comes before this segment, but I just want to know what Drake's doing because he never misses and this is more my pop sure. sensibility. Like he's got a record coming out in January. I'm interested to hear what it is because it's Drake. Yeah. What the fuck am I gonna say? He's he's, he's I, a I, machine. I didn't, I didn't like listen to Drake for so long, and maybe in the last two years, I started listening to him, and I was just like, this guy's fucking. He just makes bangers and like sets trends, and that's it. You know, all he does, man. He is the Disney or Apple of hip hop. Yeah. yeah, that's a, that's a great comparison. He's a corporation. He does nothing but put out bangers. There's nothing we can do about it. He's no, and I love it. Dude, me too. Uh, you know, I'm gonna have you back on. We do a we do an episode from time to time called the Hip Hop Roundtable, to where yeah, I man. want you to come on and we're just gonna talk rap because I, I have a, a a lot of you know what you need to to DM me after this. Give me your phone number. I have rap group chats where we just nerd out and talk about that random shit. So that sounds like heaven. Beautiful man. All right, Andrew Sauter, the tribe. We are about to play this song. I'm so happy you're here, dude. Uh, we will you. talk to you soon. All right, buddy. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Cheers, brother. I've been sleeping on the haze I've been missing all the B-sides She was playing when she fooled me Yeah, I was messing with the weed guy Spending melancholy geek vibes I was tapping into something Yeah, you were messing with the weed guy Yeah, you were doing it in public
And that was our pick of the week, The Tribe. Great guys from the greatest city on earth, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Check them out. Follow them on socials. We'll be putting them all over our Instagram tomorrow. Great guys. Uh, let's go into our Coronavirus Survival Guide for today. This is our last Coronavirus Survival Guide of the year because when, uh, Thursday's episode is a double episode with our friends Wendy Rollins and Bruce Warren together. Fucking huge episode. Very excited. So this is our final Survival Guide of the Year. Let's talk about the artists that we most want to see drop new music in 2021. We're each picking three. I feel like we got a lot of really good music in 2020. And I saw a lot of artists that I wanted to see. But there is a ton that I wrote down here that I want to see drop music in 2021. So I'm going to start, then Eric, then Ken. My first pick, and this isn't your first pick, I kind of judge you. Because it's guaranteed to come in January. And I'm really excited. It's Drake. (laughs) I can't wait to see what Drake does. I want to see what Certified Lover Boy is. That was coming out in January. In January, okay. yeah. I just need to know. The man hasn't missed yet. Literally, in over a decade, hasn't missed. I need to know what this is, and I can't wait for more Drake music. I feel like everybody in every single genre looks at Drake as the number one artist in the world. I want to know what he's going to do. I want to know what the album is. Drake is my first pick. Eric, go with your first pick. So... This is uh, not typical, but uh, Chris Cornell. Explain. Because they're releasing the al- his, his last album. Oh, it's doing a thing? posthumous album? No, I know he did Dude, the covers, okay. right? Yes. Is that coming out? I thought that Nothing compares out. to you. Really? By Chris Cornell. I'll show you to you right after we're done. Oh, it wow. Fucking fire, dude. Like the Prince song? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I yeah. saw he had a bunch of covers. At watching the, the Wheels. When's, uh, it, uh, when's it coming out? It's out. It is out? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, watching the Wheels, there's another really good one. I can't well, I guess we're going to have to find it, but I, I didn't, I, you said Chris Cornell, because I was going to write Mac Miller, because yeah. I'm, I want to know about what posthumously is going to come out for him. That's what I'm saying. I didn't know that Chris, Chris Cornell was doing that. Well, yeah, his wife, like, is is saying, she came out and said, like, yeah, we're just going to empty the, the vault, like, there's no Sick. reason, like, that's what he would have, like, wanted. wanted to have, you know? Like, yeah. He, so that's got me all fucking jazzed. But I'm I'll excited that, on that. I'll show you that, Prince John, dude. Fuck it's yeah. Awesome. All right, Ken, what's your first all pick? Right, my first pick, I'm going to go because... I saw an interview that he is already writing, so I'm hoping it comes out this year. But Matt Bellamy from Youth has confirmed that he is writing. And a lot of it, I feel like Muse, they do such a good job because they're like in that prog rock space Mm -hmm. where a lot of their albums, especially recently, are kind of um, popular. 
concept albums. Oh. Like Simulation Theory was all about AI technology. And that tour was awesome, wasn't it? Awesome. Uh, One of the best concerts I've ever been to. The Uh, giant robot? Drones was about, you know... um, Drones? Drones and warfare. This one, apparently, he's taking inspiration from all the protests and chaos of 2020. Ooh, interesting. And I feel like Muse does a really good job of... Saying it correctly. Like, saying it correctly without... Capturing a moment. Too much. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just... That everyone can kind of embrace. So I'm very Interesting. excited for that. Mm. I hadn't thought about that. Mm. Good pick, Ken. Thank you. Very good pick. Uh, I'm going to go with Royal Blood for my next pick. I had that on my list. Oh, interesting. All right. Do you want it? I have, no, I have no, no, honorable no, mentions. All right. Well, Royal Blood for me, they gave us Troubles Coming like at the end of 2020. And it's kind of a different direction. Like They're, they're, not, they're polishing it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they're working on more of a popular form of songwriting. I love Royal Blood, and I feel like they're probably the band I bring up the most on this podcast. I always bring up Royal Blood. I'm so interested to see what an album is. I fucking mm-hmm. love those two guys so much, and I'm I'm still salty we didn't get to play with them. I know. Well, we will. If, yeah. they're, if they're rescheduling that, and we're not with a fucking trailer next to Royal Bloods, I'm... I'm calling somebody. I don't know who, but I'm calling somebody. Matt. So this is <laughs> So Royal Blood is my second pick. Uh, e, what's your second pick? Um, as they've proven that they are undaunted in the face of releasing new shit, Incubus. Ooh, yes, sir. put something out this year. Was that one of yours? It was on my list. But <laughs> I have more. Don't worry. Um, I kind of figured you might take that. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, dude, I, you know, it's not the same because they're a niche in a sense that they. Uh, yeah, like we always say, they fucking fit in with like what Death Enemy three eleven, mm-hmm. all that They're shit. Niche, but still huge. Yeah, <laughs> and like agreed. They, they yeah, I mean, they fucking line, they do. They like walk, they could they could walk into South America and sell out every fucking Play shit, BB&T right? Yeah, in Philly. Yeah. yeah, so they did. Um, I don't. There's not. Re- it's not a record. That is the trust falls. They've been doing EPs, so yeah. I'm expecting another EP. It seems like that's what they're going with. Or it, see, it I I think they'll do a record. Record. I, I, hope I say so. that based on absolutely nothing. The but EPs are too I base much that on Jesus. nothing. But yeah, mm. but I mean, I feel like you go so long. You have to. What yeah. was our last record? Was uh, well, they just came uh, out that EP. With it wasn't like grenades, was, was it? Last record. No, it was uh, um, fuck. Oh, glitter bomb and shit. Eight. That was trust fall side A. I thought. Or that was, was only eight? a couple no, songs. No, it was, was eight. Was like yeah. Glitter Bomb and State of the Art and all that shit. It was 2018. No, Our Love was on uh, Trust Fall. I love that song. That was my most played. That was my most played song. That was your first. Yeah. That was your first pick on this podcast. Was Our Love? <sighs> Let me. I'm gonna pull up this single tear fell from his eye. <laughs> wow. All yeah, right, but, uh, E. Good pick, man. Thanks, Holmes. Uh, Ken, what's your second pick? Ken, my your second, second pick. What's up? Your second. Your second. My second. I'm checking. Um, Ken, your second. My second pick. I there's really no way 2017 eight came out. Okay. It's yeah. been about three years. Um, I guess four. They're due. Um, yeah. My second pick, I don't really have any way to confirm that he's going to, but it will be three years in October 2021 for John Bellion to come Ooh, out. Not what yeah, he's, he's due to been, drop. He's been co-writing with so many people that I don't know. Because he also, yeah. like, he takes his album releases very serious. Mm-hmm. He'll delete everything off his sure. socials. He'll, like, Format it to this theme and idea that he runs with with an album, mm. so he hasn't done anything like that, I believe. So I'm optimistic. I hope he does, but I can't say for sure that his. I've been watching his his like YouTube documentaries on his yeah, releases and shit like, like that. Acoustic releases with stuff. With, so I hope he drops new music. That's a good pick. He's one of my favorites. I like that. Uh, my last pick is a weird Your one. Third. I've never brought this person up on this podcast. Oh. Uh, but it's someone who interests me greatly. Mm. Uh, I pick Maggie Rogers. Uh, as far as like voices in pop music right now, and especially because her biggest, she dropped that cover with Phoebe Bridgers this year, where Phoebe Bridgers. That's who I thought you were and talking her, about at first. No, because I mean, I would have written Phoebe Bridgers, but I'm she just dropped the al- one of the album albums of the year. Oh, okay. So Maggie Rogers, her take on pop music is, and she does like a lot of her own production. I'm very interested to see what she does after her last album was uh, "Heard It in a Past Life." And was huge. It had Alaska on it, like a lot of really great songs. I want to know what she's going to do next. And she is someone that keeps me guessing, so I really am interested as to what she's going to do next. So that's 2021. I want to see Maggie Rogers have a huge year. So that's my third pick. Eric, your second pick? Um, third, third pick? Tame Impala. Oh, nice. you want another album? Tame Impala. Interesting. Tame Impala, that dude, dude, I feel like this man does nothing but just write music. Did you like the slow rush? Like every single thing I've ever heard that guy. Yeah, I, f- I fuck, I fucked that album a lot. <laughs> it's Plus, so you're good. not alone in that. Most people, you know. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's not like it's not gimmicky pop at all. Like no. it's like 
has the psychedelic kind of edge to it. Soundscapes, almost. Soundscapes, and, like, that's lost on, like, I don't know, like, it's, I don't want to say it's lost in modern music, but, like, because hip-hop artists, like, yeah, beats are all fancy and shit now. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> beats be all fancy and shit. <laughs> fancy on these beats. But, uh, nah, it's Ham Powell. What's the guy's name? Kevin? Kevin Parker. Parker. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say Martin. Shout out Australia. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Parker, man. He's He's a fucking... Like I probably would have written that had he nuts, had he really not just right? put out like an album like in the summer, like I like I'm I'm looking at artists that's been a little bit since they released shit. I absolutely love Tame Impala though, and that new record was so good. I want to I do want to see what he does next though. Like what, what where can year. you you think so? Yeah. All right. Well, that Ken, guy has no. He's in the prime of his writing life. He has no reason to not. All right, Ken. Well, then what's your third? My third pick gonna go across the pond to the UK. Haven't come out with an album in about, I think 2017 was their last, but Wolf Alice. Ah, uh, yeah. I think they're due, and I've liked everything I've heard from them. Bro, I thought so, you were saying uh, they haven't put an album in, out in 27 years, and I was going to be like, damn, Ken, who are you picking, bro? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, Wolf but, Alice is fucking dope. Yeah. So, good pick. hear more from them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as far as honorable mentions go, I have a few written down. Eric, I can't believe me and you didn't pick this. I want J. Cole's due for a new album. Yeah. I want to hear yeah. what Cole has to say. Uh, was 2019 was. Uh, no, I mean to that his last solo album. What was that? His last solo album was KOD. Yeah, oh, you're talking about Dr- yeah. no, you're thinking about Dreamville. No, the returns. Of, oh, KOD. I think KOD was 2018. Yeah. Um, I also have down Freddie Gibbs, who's been on this yeah. unbelievable run right now with the Alchemist. They've been doing a lot of shit. And Fred- moving silence like Giannis. Dude, I love Freddie Gibbs. I'm really excited to see what he does. I wrote Foo Fighters. Yeah, because I, I know they have an album coming out, and I really like Shame Shame. So I wrote Gary Clark Jr. because it's probably been two or three years since his last record, mm. and so I, I, anything Gary does, I'm going to listen to. I'm surprised no one picked um, the mayor. John, was, John Mayer. Thought, that's what I thought you were going to say. You were like John I actually, Billion. <laughs> I actually, I got to be honest. I actually earlier yeah. thought about John Mayer and left it because I'm like, I wanted him to. He's going to pick it. So <laughs> I just, I don't even. The thing is, like, sorry, we didn't pick out of a record. I know I'm going to like it. Yeah. So it's not even worth me like being like. Hype about it. Investigative trail. Yeah, I'm gonna be like, yeah, this is fucking. I'm on the trail. It's Uh, already like comfortably snuggled into the discography now. My last two picks, I picked Sturgill Simpson because how's he gonna follow up Sound and Fury? Because pretty well. But I mean, like he went so far into a different direction. There, is he gonna go back to what he did previously? Is he gonna go back towards bluegrass? Because he's been doing these cover albums, uh, cutting grass. Mm -hmm. But I want to know what he's gonna do for his next like studio album. So I'm I'm interested to see that. And then I wrote down Ed Sheeran. Because he is the biggest pop artist in the world, he just Quiet. put out a he just put out a single. Oh, never mind. Uh, it's called Afterglow. Very interesting. Really? Uh, kind of Boney Varish. I haven't heard it. And we both looked at Eric, and I, we were like, "I'm I'm interested," but I'll be the judge of that. All right. Well, that's our episode for today. It's episode seventy. Uh, Thursday we'll be back with episode number seventy-one with Bruce Warren and Wendy Rollins. Uh, shout out to the tribe, our pick of the week, guys. Anything else you want to say today? Did this record? Yes, it did. Bet. We're in the clear. There it is, boys. All right, everybody. Love you. Fuck you.